Support for Kyle's Valheim Bulletin is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. If you're like me and you spend your time slaying trolls with terribly unkempt bottom hair in Valheim, you know the importance of a good lawn mowing. And I gotta say, they sent me one of their amazing new lawnmower 4.0s, and I am blown away. Highly recommend it. Why don't you join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you? That's right, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code KVB at manscaped.com. And just in time, Manscaped launched their fourth generation trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0. You heard it right, 4.0. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code KVB, like Kyle's Valheim Bulletin. Unlock your confidence with the new lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. Hello, Valheimers! Kyle here. Welcome back to my Valheim Bulletin. Today, we have some big news. Sad news, good news, but news, regardless. We got actually two pieces to cover uh, on this episode. We are going to be going over the June 9th and 10th post from Iron Gate over on Steam. The June 9th post is titled Patch Note 0.154.1. I will be quizzing you on that number, and you will be expected to remember that at the end. Uh, please open your notebooks, because the other one we're going to be turning to later on is June 10th Roadmap Changes, Hearth and Home Content, and Reddit AMA. So that's the big beefy one with lots of pictures in it. I would like to also shout out right off the top, huge thank you to everyone that's becoming a member over at Revelator Network. Dot com. You guys freaking rock. Our membership program is over there. RevelatorNetwork.com forward slash subscribe. That is incredible. Oh my gosh. The amount of people subscribing at the $20 level is just blowing my mind. The fact that we have people jumping down the $100 level is also just blowing my mind. A huge thank you to everyone, whether at the $5 level or the $500 level. We can't thank you enough. I mean, it's just it's just astronomical. Like, what you're doing over there is literally changing my life. So thank you a billion, billion times over. Um, it is also something to say that we are desperately trying to get our new sponsor locked in. That is Manscaped. I'm, I, this, I promise we're going to go right in the show right after this. But I will beg, plead, say, hey, look, that Manscaped product they sent me, the Lawnmower 4.0, is legit. If we sell eight of them by, uh, I think it's the end of June now, we get a little extension on our thing, maybe even a little into July, we will get locked in for a longer contract. So seriously, if you want to help out a ton, KVB at checkout, manscaped.com, and then you can use KVB at checkout, 20% off your order, free shipping. You can literally use it as a gift if you're, uh, it's not someone that, you know, not something you're going to use personally. I always tell people jokingly, you can always send it as a passive aggressive, hey, you need to trim down below, just like the trolls in Valheim. But uh, that's seriously, would be a, a, a astronomically cool to us. The other thing is uh, twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal. We are over there, especially on Wednesday nights and our gilded server, guild.gg forward slash RPN, where people are hanging and gaming. Thank you to everyone that's joining that as well. That is taken off, and I'm just blown away. So now that we got some Valheim coming up, I ran through all my little housekeeping notes for everyone. Let's touch on 0.154.1. Starts off by saying, hello, everyone. Another one of our beloved fixer-upper patches. Besides fixing some bugs and minor issues, we found that some of our main random events never trigger as expected. So please, welcome to new events. You Quote, you are being hunted and quote, the horde is attacking. They say they'll, short, they'll be sure to brighten our day. I did not know that there were two events that didn't work. 
you are being hunted and the horde is attacking. It doesn't really say too much about them and what they are right off the top, so that was a mystery to me. And let's dive into actual fixes. First of all, fixed issue where capes sometimes form strange bumps on the back after jumping. That sounds very familiar to me. Yep. Close build GUI with escape selection fix. Haven't seen that yet. Or uh, I'm not the biggest builder. Close build GUI with escape selection fix. So whenever you build up there, pull up the uh, the build menu to build like craft stations and all that stuff. I'm assuming there's some sort of glitch with that and the escape thing that's now been fixed. Hooray! Fueling army event uh, trigger fixed. Wolf hunt event trigger fixed. Okay, so those must be the two. The fueling army is probably the horde and the wolf hunt is that you are being hunted. Neat! Ooh, this one's huge! Troll ground slam can now be blocked. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. As a guy that was mastering blocking or like trying to, I felt like a total dirt when I couldn't block the troll's attack and really got just beaten to a pulp. <laughs> uh, so I'm really, really happy with that one. Long ship repair and build sound fixes. Didn't notice a break there. Wolf cape, wolf cape durability fix. Didn't see a thing with that either. Respawning resources timer fix. Berries and flint should now be correctly respawning. I do think I noticed that one. That's one of those ones where I think I noticed it, but it did always feel to me like I would be going through and it's like, okay, everything else is respawn. Why are there no berries? Why are there no flint? It's like an excessive amount of time. So that's really, really happy to see that got fixed or got some sort of tweak that that is going to make it respawn correctly. Oh, they, I'm telling you, this week, you, if you've listened to the past ones, you've heard me go, meh, 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 don't care, not that good, or like, it just doesn't affect me sort of fixes. This week's just killing it, though. Serpents no longer flee when low on health. Wow. When I finally started to master killing them, or finally got ballsy enough, finally got the gear for it, and only to learn that a lot of them would run away, my thing is, I like to do full sail. <laughs> when I'm solo in a boat, like my friends will be on the server and I'm like, I'm coming to you. Then I'll see a sea serpent. You're like, you know what? Screw that. Screw you. I'm going after the sea serpent. So I, I you know, do full, full mass. All the sails are down and I get up off of the rudder and just start shooting at it while the boat's like barreling, right? It's going full speed ahead just towards whatever the hell is in front of it. Hopefully not an island. And the sea serpent will be after me, chasing me. And I'm like shooting at it. Then it'll run away. And because there's no one else in the boat to steer and shoot, you know, I, I can't do both. So in this case, in my very weird, probably not unique situation, though, I'm assuming a lot of you do that when you're solo, something similar. Uh, now we can fight them, kill them, and be good about it. They're not going to hide in the depths like a bunch of wieners. Though they do visually appear to be a wiener, phallically. Uh, moving on. That is not one of the fixes. Fix an issue with ship containers not closing properly in some situations. Didn't see that. Raised terrain is more smooth and less pointy. Um, that sounds right. I feel good about that because I do seem to remember that. Uh, oh, it's a time to shout out and say, hey, I made a Seven Days to Die podcast too. It's called Seven Days to Die Cast. <laughs> if you like uh, Valheim, if you like your crafting survival games, you will love Seven Days to Die. Goes on sale real cheap on Humble Bundle and Steam down to like seven US dollars really cheap get it on sale amazing game got a new podcast about it and the reason it came to mind sorry i'm just gonna wait that thing in the kitchen's beeping at me i apologize uh, the, the, the reason that i brought about or seven days to die to the surface was they have a very similar issue that we were just discussing where ground terrain can be real funky like getting a straight path or like a smooth path in that game on dirt next to impossible 
So um, check that out. Check the podcast out. Beautiful game. It got Twitch integration. We might have mentioned that last week. I think I might have put that in the last episode. I'm not sure. But it did get Twitch integration. I am extremely excited about that for Seven Days to Die. I would say Iron Gate team, I know you're already like on this stuff. I know we're going to talk about a little bit of a delay here coming up in just a second. I would add in though, Twitch integration would make this, would change this game. Just in case I didn't include that rant in this last week, I think it was more into the Seven Days to Die cast, but just to bring it over. So what's going on is Seven Days to Die is put in a menu, a full no holds bar, not a side, not necessarily like it's it's not a small side project for them what they put in. If you're watching Seven Days to Die in Twitch chat and the streamer has it enabled just through the the default you know menu of the game in Seven Days, uh, it'll link to the Twitch chat. It'll put a bot in chat, and that that bot will monitor for the last time a message was sent. From that point on, that user for five minutes will accrue one point every ten seconds. If they're a sub, it's double points. Uh, they made tons of menus and customization so you can actually change this all on your own. If people donate bits, they're getting points. And then when they get all these points, they can use them with chat commands to summon in enemy zombies. They could summon in buffs like things like health regen, uh, extra damage. They can do debuffs like visual effects on the screen. They can take away your damage. They can restrict you from using a melee weapon or maybe, you know, in that game they have guns and bows so you can shut down ranged weaponry. Uh, lots of things that are really smart and again are not shoehorned in in the slightest like this is smart it was top-down design it was thought of in the way how do players play the game how do viewers view the game what's the way to merge the two again not an accident not a last second thought i would urge the iron gate team if you could put this on the radar at some point that is a really powerful thing to keep a game like this going because even I mean, there, there's people out there that just despise the idea of live streaming full stop. We'll never appeal or appease them. Like, that's just not going to happen. For the rest of the people that are, are, you know, somewhere in the middle who are open to Twitch or, or either really like Twitch, it allows for a game to have a built-in dungeon master. And that is chat, which is so much better than any artificial scripting we can give to a mob. The ability for chat to see your situation and respond to it by knowing when you're either too overwhelmed or whatever by either healing or hurting is really, really fun. It gives it is, is literally like the game knows how to play against you. It is, is like the closest we have to playing up against an actual learning artificial intelligence that would truly be simulating a human because it is. It's a whole group of them. So they're in chat. They're hanging out. It's helping the streamer. It's helping the game. And it has really revolutionized how I play it. Like seven days to die just got a whole new breath of life for me because, well, I, I've got a new enemy. I've got a new comp uh, opponent, right? I've got someone new to face up against. What what I learned how to beat from the AI before, just the natural spawning of mobs in the game, how to kite and kill and you know do all of that, is now turned completely on its head whenever I have no ability to predict what's coming because chat's up to no good. Thanks for letting me share that. That was a long, 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 long little story about it, but I wanted to because it's so important to me. I really, really, really want to see this stuff happen in every game, not just Valheim or anything else I'm requesting on a one-on-one. -on -one. I'm, I'm saying across the industry, until we get actual machine learning in these games, I think this is the closest we can get, and I really think we should be using this. Uh, maybe not even just in a Twitch chat way, but also just with a multiplayer component as well. There are a lot of single-player games that would benefit from it, including Stellaris, um, which is single and multiplayer, but that is another game that is very much like Civilization. Um, this sort of chat integration to change the rules of the game, 
It's everything. I do hear there's a Valheim mod for it. I have not tried that yet. I would love to. I have no idea if it is as detailed as what Seven Days might have put into their game, but I will say Iron Gate, that is a really, really good thing to go look at. If you want a specific game that is like in your genre to look at how it's done, Seven Days to Die, killing it with that. And that is the best Twitch integration I've seen to date. So huge shout out um, and a reminder, go subscribe on Twitch, go follow. Come hang out with us. Moving right along, we're going into the June 10th roadmap changes, hearth and home content, and Reddit AMA post. It starts off by saying, hi, everyone. We want to start by thanking you all for the patience and kindness you've shown us since we launched in February. We launched into early access because we want to build the game with you. But never in our wildest dreams could we have imagined how many of you would want to join the journey. As we're sure lots of you have as we're sure lots of you have suspected, we won't be able to deliver four updates this year. Instead, we're now planning to launch Hearth and Home in Q3 2021. And we're temporarily I can't read. And we're temporarily taking down the roadmap whilst we make some changes. We're sorry it's taken so long to update you. Let's pause there for just a quick sec. I, aside from butchering every word I ever read in my life, will learn from that that Hearth and Home's coming Q3. They're taking down the roadmap so as not to mislead folks in the future. They're going to update it by the sounds of it, so we can expect that to go up there. But it, it does sound like they were just absolutely blown away, both by the scale, the scope, all of it. Um, I, I, I don't know if they were on a smaller number, if they would have, like, a smaller amount of players, if they would have gotten more done this year. Uh, but well, actually, I'm seeing that in the next. <laughs> I'm seeing that in the next sentence. Maybe I should shut up and read on, huh? We weren't prepared for such a large influx of players, and this highlighted a thousand new problems and bugs that needed to be fixed urgently. Our priority has been to make the current experience as stable as possible, and that has meant new content has had to take a back seat. To put it clearly, we haven't been able to focus on all of our resources on Hearth and Home until May. Wow. Okay, so they were doing like, from February until May, they were just like quickly like patch and fix and all that stuff. We hope that one of the reasons Valheim has resonated with so many of you is down to attention to detail. We don't want to launch an update that we're not confident in, and that isn't deserving of your time. With that in mind, the new roadmap will be much smaller, but we've made the decision to focus on the big Mistlands update directly after we're done with Hearth and Home, putting aside the smaller updates for now. That being said, we would like to share some of the upcoming Hearth and Home content here. This is by no means a complete list, but a taste of what's cooking. Well, okay. I like that idea a lot. I think that the biggest thing this game is lacking for me right now, and I do mean the short term, I do mean in the early access. Uh, as a guy that, again, has been playing uh, Seven Days to Die in Alpha since at least 2017, and I think that went into Alpha around like 2013 or 15, I get it. Like, I, I'm pl I play games that will perpetually be in early access. All that being said, I mean, I'm used to waiting. I really hope that the game gets new mobs and weapons and a, a kind of a treadmill in there. I, I've talked about this in other episodes, but that... This isn't like a bad criticism of the game by any means, because it's early access. We expect this stuff. I will say, though, because there's so little of a treadmill in there, understandably, but because there's so little of a treadmill, I find myself not even logging in since hmm, February, was it March? I really haven't done anything in the game other than to go in and try a couple mods, because as it stands, it is just, it's in a stage where I don't have anything to work towards, 
again, we know why. We get it. You know, not not criticism. We're not being mean and, you know, they're not doing their job. They are. They are. They're working on stuff. But it also doesn't mean that I can make fun appear out of nothing. And I am a guy that needs goals. I just do. It's for it's all games. It's why I like a Valheim more than I like a Minecraft, because Minecraft is goalless to me. And I just can't. But at the same time, when I complete everything in Valheim, I am also goalless and just can't. So that is, um, yeah, that's my, that's all my issues. I get it. But, but uh, this is how I feel. It's how I feel. And I'm really excited. This Miss Lynn's idea of putting that f as the next big one makes me very, very happy for that reason. Sounds like it's going to give us new places to explore. We've if you've been out there and been on your boat, you might have seen the, you go into the Mislin's bio, biome already. It's the one with the spider webs and it has no enemies in it. It looks super badass. I cannot wait. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. That's why I need it now. I love it. I'm, I'm obsessed with this game and I need all the more reasons to go in there and play. I do not think though, this is my little bit of fear. I'm go, I, I am going to go in and play Hearth and Home. But my fear is that I don't know if Hearth and Home's the sort of thing that is going to bring me back right away. I am someone, by the way, that in other video games has spent hundreds of dollars on housing. So I admit, I've, I've done that. I do love my housing. I just don't think that's what I'm missing right now. I'm not missing more housing at the moment. In fact, I was kind of surprised they led with this one. I actually expected them to lead uh, with, their, with their own roadmap, you know, just before even all the player influx. I kind of would have thought they would have gone with something a bit different. Hearth and Home seems like a strange one to move to the front, but the stuff we're going to go over here in a sec, uh, a couple teasers that I'm going to be verbally, you know, <laughs> describing pictures to you, we're going to go through these teasers, talk about some of the things that I notice. There's probably going to be a lot of things I don't notice, which makes me a sad panda because I'm looking at them. I'm like, hmm. Uh, but that being said, let's dive right in. We got new build pieces. It says Darkwood Roofs and Window Hatches. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, the darkwood roof looks fine. The window hatches are great. I had to look for those closely. Thank goodness there's text here. The window hatches look great. So you got your own little like doors on your windows. So you can close your windows up. Lovely. Like shutters or whatever. Close them, open them, do as thou wilt. Uh, I see the roofs look really good. Like I said, there's the darkwood thatching. And I'm trying to see if there's anything else in this. We got some shields up on little mounts in the windows. They got a, like a dragon head up on a mount, but... That's about it for that one. Okay. Next up, we got new cooking station extensions. They made a spice rack, a butcher table, pots and pans. In addition to this, we also implemented a new food system that places more importance between boosting health and stamina, making food choices more interesting based on your play style. To this end, we've also made some changes to how stamina health affect uh your poison combat. If you want to play a tanky defensive Viking, you should now stock up on health since it will boost your ability to deflect incoming hits and mitigate damage. Oh, okay, okay. Now's where we're starting to get to the little meat and potatoes, this whole update, right? Like to me, hearing that they're actually revamping the, the food system is, is rather large and kind of not what I expected. I was, I was thinking this was gonna be more housing heavy. So really, really happy to hear that. Also, they look great to all the pots and pans and like little cooking station adornments. I will say, Iron Gate, if you guys have not already done so, the radius on the things like that needs to be, well, it, it needs to be quite larger than it was. I, I know that unless it's already been fixed in a hot fix, some of those things for the workbench, the forges and stuff, they were really small. 
um, to the extent that I could, for some of them, oh, barely stretch it out the other side of the building. Like I could barely put it on the wall behind it, uh, which definitely seemed like a bug, didn't seem intended. But if by any chance that is intended for any reason, let's get rid of that reason and replace it with a better one. Um, because that was a pain in the butt. This thing looks great. I'm really liking those pots and pans and cooking implements. New foods! I see a couple interesting ones on the table here. They got a couple foods coming in. It says more than 10 new recipes, including ice cream. Spelled ice cream, like eyeball. Ice cream for ice cream. Chocolate latte. No, chocolate. Chocolate smoothies, I should say. That's a shock, like an electrocution. Chocolate smoothies. Got various wolf meats and more. Also, apparently, I need lattes in the game. That's not coming, but maybe that's, you know, there's a Freudian slip there. Plantable onions with pretty onion flowers. That is a... That's a picture. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's got lots of onions, little flowers growing on them. Very pretty. The table of food was great. Really like that. And they kind of start wrapping up the piece here by saying, we're pretty flexible when it comes to what we want to add to the game. And we're often inspired by a meeting or an amazing or sorry, awesome comment from our community, which means our roadmap is always going to be fluid. Valheim is also a game about exploration, and we don't want to spoil that feeling of discovery for our players. That said, we do want to be more open with what we're currently working on, even if it's just our, 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 our artist Robin working on a piece of content that he's enjoying but might not make it into the game. Striking a balance between being transparent about what we're working on while at the same time not spoiling it for those of you who want to discover it for yourself is tough. But we think it's important to be more informal and open as an early access game. Tomorrow, June 11th at 2 p.m., CEST, we will be heading to our Valheim subreddit for an AMA. We'd love to, uh, for you all to join, to have an opportunity to answer as many questions about Hearth and Home and the new roadmap. We'll also, of course, keep posting our monthly development updates and hot fixes as always. Thank you for continuing to support us. Uh, hey, listen, I am excited, Iron Gate team. If you give me more to chat about on a weekly basis, that's what I need. I want that. I was just saying that in our Stellaris show. Uh, they for Solaris Emergency Broadcast, if you guys aren't listening, wonderful Paradox game. They are doing something similar. Uh, they are not an early access one. They've been out for a couple years, still an indie-style team. Uh, but they are actually splitting their main team. They're sending one part of their team to go back and, and do something they're calling the custodian team that will fix things and, and update stuff that was meant to over the years, like years of DLC. If you've played City Skylines or anything like that, you know there's a really heavy DLC sort of thing going on in the Paradox realm. Um, Custodian was a fitting name because that was something from one of their latest updates. But they they gave this team the job of fixing up and, and tweaking and making better. Uh, with that change, you know, splitting the team so one's working forward, one's working backwards, they're committing themselves to doing more kind of communications and getting people in the know. I think that's extraordinarily important for game companies. It's something that we see AAA studios ignore and avoid. Uh, that's not why, you know, that's why we're playing this game and not theirs, <laughs> or at least me. Hey, no shame if you're out there doing the AAAs, but I like to support my indie devs almost exclusively. Seven Days to Die, Stellaris, Valheim, those are my three games. I'd play another one that's like an Animal Crossing's crossover called Garden Paws. That's probably like a team of two people at that rate as well. Like literally everything I play is the smallest of dev teams, the smallest of all that, and I, I, I adore it. I really do. I mean, these are the sort of games that keep me coming back. So to the Iron Gate team that's out there, thank you so much for doing what you do. 
We truly as players appreciate it. It seems like they've gotten some really solid feedback. So if you're out there and giving feedback, thank you for being cool. Thank you for being awesome. Most of all, thank you for being respectful to them, to me, to everyone, to your fellow players. Don't be an a-hole. Oh, no one wants to be an a-holes, but you know, it's the space, it's the internet. So be good, be good to us, be good to everybody, and, and join in the Gilded server, please. Again, we don't tolerate a-holes there, so it's a really good crowd, people that want to hang out and play games together, people that are listening to the podcast and having a good day. Um, just, just lovely. Saturday, June 12th, you probably already have this in your ear holes by then, but Saturday, June 12th, at 6 p.m. Eastern time, we are doing our second virtual seance in the Gilded server. The first one was amazing for those that have heard we are going to be moving to the revelator podcast network's haunted hq this summer house i grew up in and it has some real crazy activity look forward to that as you get ready for the fall season here you know we're we're already into june it's almost halloween as we get into the spooky season of the year we're going to be really ramping that stuff up there uh also doing some meetups in the pennsylvania area maybe going out and seeing some battlefields and the like if you're interested in any of that stuff Go check it out. It would mean the world to me if you left us a five-star review. I'd adore the chance to shout that out in the future, especially since some of my shows got troll-bombed. If you want to help remove the trolling, here's how you do it. Go into Apple Podcasts if you have the access to it. Uh, If not, Podchaser is a great website out there. Go in, leave a little written review. Uh, That's the part that I can call out. The five stars, if you just tap the five-star button and move on, I appreciate you nonetheless, but I can't call you out or anything because you kind of just fall into a nameless, aimless void of numbers. If you write something like, hey, great show, or I liked it, or, you know, here's what I'd like to talk about in the future, I can read that stuff out, and I would love to give you some props. Um, To all of our members up on the website, you rock, you're amazing. Enjoy exclusive roles on Gilded. I'll be hanging out with you and chatting very soon. We need to get some Valheim servers set up. That is probably one of the last things I will tout in this episode to say that in the fall, we're going to be looking to host a Valheim server. So all of you members that are helping me pay and afford that stuff, you freaking rock. Don't forget KVB at checkout at manscaped.com to save yourself 20% off. Seriously, if you want to buy one or two of those razors, uh... Do it in separate orders. I don't know. Buy, buy a ton, but buy them separately. We need to get about eight orders locked in before we can lock in that sponsorship. Seriously, legit hardware. Really cool. Manscaped.com. Until then, everyone, check me out on Twitter. Come by the Twitch feed. It's all Kyle Paranormal, Instagram, and all the rest. Be safe out there, folks. Look forward. Let me know what you think about this uh, update, what you're thinking for the uh, hearth and home. If you've got any plans lined up for it, we'll talk very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.